What is going on, folks? I'm JD Tierney, owner of Soft Polyser Concepts. This is my beautiful co-host and a wife, Kat. Can I introduce myself? Yeah. I- awesome. So <laughs> I'm a respiratory therapist and mom of three, which means during the day I'm doing CPR and at night I'm doing JD. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and throw this out at the very beginning. If there is going to be mature content, oh, this yes. is definitely not meant for children. This oh, is Tales from the Barstool, not Tales from the Crib. Tales from, tales from, tales tales. from the Crypt? <laughs> Something. From the crib. It's very unscripted, by the way. So just, so just be prepared for a bunch of Really inappropriate, shit. unforeseen comments. Um, exactly. So tonight we're going to be interviewing somebody I've known for about three years. Really great guy, uh, PhD, Air Force veteran, um, just all around badass. He worked in the porn industry for a while. We'll be getting into that for sure. Uh, Robert Garcia, great dude, lives in uh, San Diego, California. He'll be joining us shortly. Uh, before that, though, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we definitely uh, appreciate you joining us on the the, the maiden voyage. Uh, we're going to start off. I'm going to make uh, our tonight's drink, which is an old-fashioned, and I'm going to be using this Blanton's whiskey, which was a gift from a good friend of ours, Cindy, um, last week. So I'm going to walk you through it. Um, there's a couple different ways old-fashioned can get made. This is the way I'm going to do it. Um, but let's go ahead and boom. At the very bottom there, you can see all the ingredients you're going to need for an old-fashioned. We're going to start off with the sugar, half teaspoon of sugar, or if you want, just one cube. Where did I put my water? So you mix in your water here. JD is going to model the sugar. He bought solidified sugar and is going to break it up instead of buying sugar already broken up because apparently that's the old fashioned, old fashioned. So the we'll sugar doesn't taste the same if it's pre-broken. And while he's doing that, if y'all are drinking something, go ahead and give us a shout out. Go ahead and make some comments so we can see what you're making and drinking as well. So Kat likes hers with the cherry. Gone but not forgotten. <laughs> I don't care. I'm bringing it so back. So once you get the sugar and the water mixed together, you're going to muddle it. Muddle is just a really fancy word to crush up and crunch up and mix together. So we're going to go ahead and muddle up this cherry here. Plus, I thought a cherry was fitting. We're kind of popping our cherry on this podcast thing. So why not? Mm. All right. Let's take a look. Aww. So Wade said the boring Garcia family mother now that we have met his sister. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, we're going to have to see what Rob up. thinks so, about that when we bring him on. <laughs> so next thing, three dashes of bitters. If you've never had bitters before, make sure that you pull a part of your retirement funds out because this fucking bottle it's stupid expensive for bitters. Bitters it's, is twenty dollars a damn bottle. For almost, this almost, yeah. And so that's the aromatic bitters. If you get the non-aromatic bitters, so you don't want to smell it or something. It's like half price, but they were out of that. Thank you, uh, the closest liquor store to our house. That's uh, they don't get a shout out because they're expensive and uh, they don't pay me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that. So you're putting in uh, two ounces. Of whatever your whiskey choice is tonight, ours is Blanton's. After that, you ice it down. If you're really fancy, you can go buy one of those gigantic ice cubes that's like the size of, of a school globe or something. Um, I'm just using shit from the freezer because 
I'm a, I'm a budget baller. Hey, more ice, please. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, babe. You mix. Once you mix it up, the final step oh, yeah. is the orange zest. You take orange. <clears throat> I thought the final step was drinking it. But you yeah. peel it. You twist the orange a little bit. And basically what this is doing is it's getting the, the scent and the aroma of the, the citrus inside of it. Twisting the orange. We're going to think about you. you Me, I like a little orange. Later, so. I like a little bit of the orange in it. You don't have to do it. I like it that way. He likes the orange. I like the cherry. It so, works. boom. And that is an old fashioned, but I'm going to go ahead and get it. Yes, Mark, we are breaking out the good stuff. That whiskey was a oh. gift from a friend, Cindy. We love you, Cindy. Uh, we don't want to know how much it costs. So, now that we got the drinks made, um, hopefully you've got your drinks made by now. Of course, we got to go into the, the fun stuff. We're going to get bring out our sponsors. We got John Oda at Gunner Gray. Um, Gunner Gray Furniture Fusion. So if y'all like that whole, what is it called? A live edge, a raw edge on tables and everything. A lot of his furniture is custom made. And I'm already eyeballing some of those tables with that live edge because it is absolutely freaking gorgeous and it's right up my alley because i fancy myself like a chip and joanna Gaines kind of gal so love this, it. Uh, uh, his, his furniture looks like stuff that would be like family heirlooms it's been passed down for like three or four generations it is simply amazing stuff really and then of is. course we are also brought to you by softball laser concepts the uh, company that founded this entire damn podcast um, if you ever need any branded hats like this guy here for your company, just give me a call. Give me a shout out. Go to getsouthpaw.com. Uh, and that's enough of that crap. We are going to get to the actual guest. So now we're going to bring on Mr. Dr. Rob Garcia. Yay. Welcome. Say hey, hi. Hi, Rob. Wow. Um, I like the fact that JD mixes two drinks that are completely different colors. So let's talk about proportions, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, she. I muddled the cherry on hers. That's what gave it the the pink versus. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Well, his has a little cute little pink cue to match his eyes. So pretty over there with his beard, but mine's more red. So. Matches my drawers. You have pink drawers on. Yes. You're wearing drawers. It's fancy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so let's see. We got a couple of people up here saying what they're drinking tonight. Looks like Jeremy's drinking Dr. Pepper. Anybody else? That's it. All right. So, uh, Rob, let's go ahead and give you a solid three minutes to just talk about who you are, your quick, quick background, what businesses you run, what you sell, and your business. Because after that three minutes, there's no more shop talk. It's just going to be all the fun background. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And I understand that tonight we're going to be talking about some salacious stuff. So I don't want to give any identifying details. Uh, mm. I, I live in California and um, I do some consulting and that's really all uh, anyone needs to know. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's it? No, the, just, no, uh... So government, FBI, CAA, just consulting, no big deal. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> one of the things I do want to bring up and because it's something that that um, I, I, I truly appreciate it. Like I can't ever say thank you enough was uh, 
the fact that and you've been fairly candid with this in the past is is your learning disabilities, dyslexia, um, things like that growing up. And when our middle son was going and being diagnosed with um, dyslexia, various ADHD uh, and dyslexia, yeah, various learning disabilities, I called you up just to help me explain it to him in a way that he could understand. And that's one of the things that 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 can never be uh, uh, forgotten or or paid back and, and it's true yeah we really appreciate that and it's quite impressive to go from having a learning disability like our son has to getting your phd i mean that in and of itself is quite impressive so what did you teach jd said you used to teach uh i taught engineering believe it or not and then i taught uh, entrepreneurship and business at the college level so uh i've been a high school teacher and a college teacher and no i didn't fuck any of my students i didn't even ask but that sweater speaks volumes. Is that by choice or is that because no offers? Hey, you tried, man, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I um, I got a lot of offers, trust me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, orange is not a good color for me. So I'm just like, you know. <laughs> okay. So uh, just real quick, everybody that's commenting, if you go to the link, that's in the description about the uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook, go there and give it permission to uh, see your name. And then that way we can see your name on the screen because all I can see is I will uh, show this. All it shows me is Facebook user and I can't see who's saying what. So make sure you go and you give it these, uh, the uh, uh, permissions so that we can see who's saying what. Yeah. I see Tammy Moses out there. And uh, I think, was that Wade from smoking bacon? Making a comment about my my making a comment about my deceased mother, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Wade. He said, Wade says, I have a giant set of monkey balls on the screen for you, Rob. Hey. So he's making <laughs> up for that mom comment. I gotta say, this could be a match made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be cool. <laughs> So, man, I've got to jump into it. No, uh, uh-uh. First, first, I have a question. What are you drinking, Rob? Um, I finally, I started off with these shitty, truly seltzers, and then I found one White Claw, so I'm keeping it real. So that's so, your drink of choice, White Claw. Yeah, this is it's what I'm known for, pretty much. But oh yeah. Uh, so what? What sorority were you a part of? That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was here for it. Okay? Uh, they don't expect much from us. Uh, where were you? Which which branch? Uh, uh, the United States Air Force, the greatest branch of all time. Oh, that explains so much. Yep. God bless the chair force. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His chair is a lot nicer than ours, though. Yeah, his chair is way nicer. It well, he's also higher nice. ranking than I was. Oh, really? So. Should you be saluting him? No. Or, oh, okay. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Marines was so, a chair force, always a chair force thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So tell me about your year time in the porn industry. All right. There's <laughs> a few, there have been two times when uh, my life has intersected with the porn industry. And this is, I've had 175 interviews under my belt, JD. This is the first time I've ever told these stories publicly. So the hell of it. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am, right? I'm totally under the under the radar, so I'm sure nobody will go out. Oh, yeah. Nobody here knows exactly who you are. Yeah. So um, 
I'm just saying right now, if anybody religious is watching right now, it's a fan of mine. Fucking leave now, please. Um, if Annette Wittenberger is here, oh, here all this, I'm going to be go there. with God. Go with God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> also with you. That's I, I love that. I just don't want to tarnish my her, her opinion of me any any further than it already is. Um, Got it. All right. So when I was right before I enlisted, I needed a job and I was in a delayed enlistment. So it means I had like eight months before my Air Force job opened up. So I'm living in Phoenix and about two miles from my apartment was an adult boutique called Fascinations. Um, so I applied. I got a job there. So it was, it was like an upscale porn store. And it wasn't just like books and magazines. It was the full deal, like arcade with like 30 booths where married guys would, would fuck their wives and a bunch of people be watching. It was, it was pretty crazy in the arcade. And then I was just, you know, the clerk and I think I'm too poor to even know where to find those stores. Did you wax on, wax off? It, it was an experience, dude. Um, first of all, even with a nice porn shop, if there is such a thing, I worked nights. So it was oh. the worst of the degenerates. And it was open like 24 hours. So I would have people coming in once the swinger clubs would close down. And these fucking degenerate losers would pop in at about 2 in the morning and tell me all the fucking fake stories about whatever goes on at the swingers clubs. I don't want to hear any of this shit. It's horrifying. And they just hang out there. What kind of fucking loser comes into a porn shop a Saturday night at like actually Sunday morning, two in the morning to tell these stories? Put it down. (laughs) 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 I don't know, but uh, I kind of want to know, understand that life, not have that life because maybe like, talk to someone about it. Uh, yeah, I found out recently we have these like rubber rings because I work in the medical field. I can't have real rings. Someone told me, are you a swinger? No. Why? Apparently the black rings is a signal for swingers and I didn't know that, but now oh, I know. There's I actually I saw on, on another very large Facebook group. I'm not going to give them a shout out because I'm not getting paid for that. And But there's like this huge <laughs> thing and apparently pineapples are... Uh, the sign of swingers. So if you're on a camping trip or if you're at a bar and you have a pineapple or part of a pineapple or a picture of a pineapple, something like that at the end of your table, that signifies to other swingers to I'm like, Hey, come talk to us. Camping with you anymore. Cause you're going to do it just for, to fuck with me. So probably good. <laughs> well, you've got their own little secret thing. It's kind of like gay guys with the bandanas because <laughs> There is an entire, and this is something everybody should Google, the gay bandana code. What color and what pocket you wear your bandana in is what act you like to do. Oh, my God. I don't know, I know this, but it's a thing. Do you have a cheat sheet somewhere over there? We there can are trust <laughs> so, so I have a There's question. There's also a thing with the rubber I have, bracelets. I have a question about your, your porn experience. Sure. So how, how in-depth did you personally get with product testing? So it was <laughs> an attractive young female come in with a vibrator because we would have to put the batteries in in front of her to show her that it worked. And that was like part of our, you know, part of our, our branding, I guess. And so, you know, there'd be some girl who was like 25 and buying this like massive 
black vibrator and I'd have to just shove batteries in real casually and try not to like imagine where this thing's going to be in an hour and then, you know, give it the test run and show her that it physically works. So did, did you actually hold it like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, hold it like a lightsaber, just kind of wave it at her. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you make the did you make the noise of whoa? Um but that was that was definitely one of the more embarrassing things that we had to do. Um we had to, we had cameras uh, all throughout the arcade because that's where the majority of shenanigans would occur is oh. the arcade. And you had to watch the cameras all night with all these indigent people in there banging. We had to, yeah, we had to, and it was always easy to tell because a married couple would go into a booth and then there'd be like four or five guys like outside the booth, like sharks just kind of circling around. And that usually meant that the couple was banging in the booth. Wow. And who had to clean these booths? I want to know. Was that you, Rob? Did you have to clean the booths when they were done? I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure we contracted that out, thank God. Oh, thank God, yeah. Yeah, employees are just salespeople. Because, I mean, come on, there's there's worse things than coronavirus out there. Yeah. And it's what's in that booth. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the you know, you'd go in the arcade once in a while to check around on stuff, and just all the screens would have uh, contributions. Oh, young. <laughs> well, so I'm going to bring this up. Scott, uh, I'm not going to say where we know each other from because it's not the appropriate place because uh, – well, what kind of inappropriate places are you? No, it's not the appropriate place for this podcast oh, to, okay, to explain where it. we know each other from. Oh, it's kind of like Rob's not going to get too deep got into his, his background because of, of the content here. It uh, is from like a He's like, where place. did you find this guy? So, so um, uh, Rob and I have actually been uh, uh, friends for what, about three oh, years. Yeah. Started with the. Uh, Go go home. Just turn this off. I do not minutes ago. Oh no. But we've we've been running in the same business circles for about three years. Um and, and it started off as a business relationship, turned into a really good friendship. Um he's a great mentor when it comes to learning certain things. So uh Yeah, Miss Annette said I will never be able to look at Rob the same way again. Me neither, Annette. Me neither. Oh, after hearing some of these stories, I wish you wasn't in San Diego just so I can give him like a legit high five. Like, thanks, <laughs> hey, hey, You just identified my city, so way to go! Hey, San Diego, Texas is like 15 minutes from here. That's true. Very, very true. What are you doing? I'm playing. <laughs> playing with buttons. Just to <laughs> yes, I does. am. I like to push JD's buttons. That's how this works. So, so what? I'm gonna shift gears here real quick. Sure. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received in your life? And it doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be uh, it's whatever subject you want it to be on. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received in your life? God, that's such a, a good question. Um, I honestly feel like it's uh, you need to get married or there's something wrong with you. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's that's like the old school mentality, though. Too, it's uh, wow, like not not to be culturally insensitive, but it's 
like the the old Italian ladies you'd see on like Goodfellas and and things like that. Like, oh, I'm never gonna have a grandbaby. Well, Rob, I told you, know? you off camera about my grandmother, my dirty grandmother, the one who didn't get married to a 30s. But for some reason, she would tell me, "Oh, baby, you're never gonna get a man with those nails." And I was like, "Wow, wow, bitch, just wow." Okay, look, I have really terrible nails. All right, I still landed a mansicle at yourself, but I love you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it just um, it it is a, an antiquated way of thinking, and it is prevalent in Italian Hispanic communities where it's just like, oh, hey. You know, if you don't get married by 40, there's something wrong with you. And I, I really like that Oprah and Cosmo really pushed this out. Um, but, you know, if a guy hasn't been married in his 40s, obviously there's some fucking weird thing with him. Um, but I never got married. I never had kids. I'm 44 now. Um, and actually, I'm pretty fucking happy. You know, I think it's more women. I think men can be single until they're like 60 and they're like, hey, he's a bachelor. He's George Clooney. I think women have it a little more difficult. I think that, and especially with having babies and stuff, it's like, oh, they could be with a guy forever, not married, but like, okay, well, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? And there's always that wish. I would completely disagree, especially in today's uh, uh, day and age, is it's a lot more socially acceptable for a woman to put off having children so that she can pursue her career and be a strong, independent woman. I think in this Um, area, I work in, in a NICU, I work with newborn babies, so I see a lot of labor and delivery. In this area of Texas or this area of the country, we just have a lot of uh, teen pregnancy still, young 20s having babies. So here, I think it's, if you get to your 30s, it's odd. But if, in Austin, when we lived there, it was perfectly normal to be 50 and having your first kid. So I really think it's regionally as well. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Um, Teen pregnancies. The high school that I went to had so many teen pregnancies that they actually had their own school bus. There was a specific school bus just for pregnant girls. They had tinted windows, air conditioner, uh, nice cushy seats. So I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, here I am riding a bus where you're eating your head out the window to breathe. I grew up in a very hick town, like 2,500 people. Our pregnant teens had to go to ISS. <laughs> oh, that is, they had an entire pregnant wing. Like, like there was an outbuilding dedicated just for them. They had their own daycare. Oh, good for them. Yeah. I live in a really high-class town, by the way. Beeville, Texas. Google it. <laughs> There's people from Beeville. I mean. They will agree. It is a shithole. Well, I grew up in an uh, equally awful shithole in California called Eureka. Um, it's a logging town, and there's no industry. Um, and if you have all your teeth, you're considered successful. Oh my gosh! So, do you want to take us back a little bit? I, I've heard part of these stories from back in the day, but do you, is there anything you want to bring up as far as that and how it got you to where you're at now? Yeah, um, I mean, for those of you that don't know me, these comments are great, by the way. Somebody said something about my fucking dimples, which is just that was, so- that was Jen, uh, Jennifer May said that. Yeah. What a what a worthless attractive feature on men, um, but women you know love it sometimes. So uh, then you should take advantage of it, dude. And yeah, yeah, um, it, it just always it's one of those things that bugs me. You know, it's one of those things I, I don't give a shit about being, getting compliments on. I mean, I appreciate it, but but it's just nothing that that's like I'd rather like somebody like me because I'm smart or there like goes this cute car. Amazing. So I did. I did grow up in this terrible logging town um, called Eureka, California. It's in Humboldt County, which is the pot capital of California. And uh, 
a lot of my friends were stoners, got into heavy drugs. Um, the most, the most, the newest building that is nice is the jail. Uh, that's where they put all their money to for all the, the drifters and transients. Um, and the, the societal center of town is either the target or the Costco. And I left at 19, got the fuck out, never went back. So JD, I feel you on uh, small towns and, and uh, the, the small town mentality. And I grew up with a lot of shitty kids in high school. Um, and I'm really happy to say that all the girls that were super mean to me are all fat and divorced now. And it feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you going to ask some of your shit there? What? Didn't you have the, the opposite of that one? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I am too busy playing with electronics like a fucking teenager and not paying Teen attention. Mouse. Sorry about that. So, JD asked about the worst advice you ever received. What's the best advice you ever got? Uh, Putting you on the spot. I know. Best advice I ever received is um, don't have kids. Oh wow! It's like the opposite. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it's so your best and worst are, are truly related. It, it's kind yeah. Of- my my thirteen year old asked me the other day. He's like, "So if you and Dad like saved all the money you spent on us through the years, would y'all be like millionaires?" And I was like, "Oh, don't make me regret you so soon." <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. You're my heart. But probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My sister has two teen boys, and so I got to see firsthand when I lived with them for three months after the Middle East, like what it's like having teenagers in the house. I was like, oh god, I, I made some, I made one good choice in life. Well, your sister's on my prayer list now because I have one teen so far and two not far for that. Oh, ever since I read the the, the blurb when your sister was visiting about the can of rose, I have <sighs> not been able to stop a can up to me. of rose. Like I've got to go find some just. So, I don't even drink wine, but if I can go, I, I want it. JD, once upon a time, asked me what I wanted from the liquor store, and I said I wanted wine. He comes home with a box, a box of wine, and I said, you know what, baby, that is classy as fuck. Like there is nothing more romantic than a box of wine on a Friday night. So when he came, so I guess after he saw the podcast, he goes, "Hey, baby." how about I get you a can of rosé? And I'm like, whoa, way too sexy. I might get pregnant again. Let's time out there. GD <laughs> forgot the most important part. That can of rosé was opened at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I this want to be your, your sister. She's my spirit animal. She's my spirit animal, too. <laughs> this bitch is on the couch. I'm upstairs, uh, up there in my, my loft. She's on the couch here at the window, and I just hear, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a challenge. And so the first thing I did is I mixed a, a vodka soda double. Um, and then I just went to two different kinds of craft beers. And I was very happily throwing up by about 1130 after we watched uh, football. Uh, it was a rough day. My my grandfather always said, only alcoholics drink by the clock. And uh, stick with me. <laughs> I was my grandfather, he lived to be, or great-grandfather lived to be in his 90s. And I asked him... You know, typical, I'm a young, up-and-coming young gentleman, and he's old and wise and, and you know, the, the fucking Yoda of, of my family. And uh, so how? what is the secret to, to living as long? Well, shot of brandy, a fried egg, and bacon every morning for breakfast. Like, I like right? that. Right? 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a. I don't know, but I'm on a diet and I've been living on a diet for two years. I literally made chicken and dumplings for dinner tonight and was talking dirty to it. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I'm taking my Invisalign out just to try you. (laughs) (laughs) So I really can't say anything. I mean, I can eat eggs and bacon, but the brandy. (laughs) So for those of us that are joining us, this is obviously our first interview with a guest ever. Y'all don't know what to expect. Our guests don't know what to expect. But one of the staples we're going to do every single episode is uh, would you rather questions. It's always going to be. And, and, and the fun thing is, it's not we're just going to ask them. All of us here have to answer it. And so, mine so we're all equally. Mine aren't dirty, but wow, did Bob have some great suggestions before the show started. <laughs> so Rob and Kat. Oh, no. <clears throat> would you rather have everyone you know be able to read your thoughts or everyone you know have access to your internet history? Read my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm the opposite. I would rather them see my search history because they, my mom would probably be like, I knew it. But my thoughts, they're pretty bad. They're like worse than the things I Google. So I would say I would rather them see my internet search history. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it really just depends on what, what you're more of a degenerate at. And uh, I mean, I have some pretty terrible thoughts that probably get me fired from some jobs. But uh, yeah, my search history is not angelic. We'll just leave it at that. Lucy is on the same page as me. Uh, Lucy said, internet history. I completely agree. And it's because I have, look, okay, poor JD. I haven't even reached my sexual peak yet. I have a very, very filthy mind. And I'm not just talking about like JD. And he knows this. Like I have dirty, bad thoughts constantly. So it's really not my fault. I'm try- It's a bad habit I'm trying to break. I really am. But if people could read my thoughts, they would be like, I can't be in the same room room with this woman. She's undressing me with her eyes. And that's probably like my best friend. Your mom says internet history too. Oh, my mom says internet history. Thoughts would would really get us in trouble, she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, even Fritz like agrees like with this. me. Man, Wait, y'all have that, internet history. Is it incognito mode or not? Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, no, no, it's legit. <laughs> Everything you've ever done on the internet, ever in your entire you life. You can't wear a foil Including hat when you it. first got on the internet, when it was AOL DVD from way back when. <laughs> <laughs> it's on dial-up, okay? <laughs> so what's your would you rather? Yeah, and then Caitlin says that my internet history is pretty vanilla. My actual thoughts? Are you just moved it where I couldn't see it? No, it's something. Are definitely more dangerous. Agreed. Okay, so my would you rather is more like hopefully a more thought inducing than internet search history. So would you rather skydive without a parachute, knowing mm-hmm. that someone is going to catch you before you hit the ground, or would you rather be standing in front of a very high speeding train, knowing someone's going to push you out of the way at the last minute? <laughs> the train skydiving, I'd have longer to think about. 
See, I thought the opposite. Well, I, I don't know. JD, what do you think first before I spread my thoughts, spread my thoughts everywhere, all over y'all's faces? I would do the train just because if that person's going to catch me, if I was jumping out of a plane, there's less variables to go wrong in front of a train. See, my, it's simple. my thought oh. process is I have heard of people skydiving with, and their parachute malfunction, they survived, but a speeding train... I've never heard of someone not in a vehicle that got hit by a speeding train and survived. So to me, I'm like, I think my chances of survival might be a little higher if I went skydiving without a parachute. Maybe, maybe not. But it would be a beautiful ride on the way down. <laughs> so there you go. Just know I died happy. I don't know. I don't know. The skydiving would be kind of cool just to be able to fall forever and, and knowing knowing you'll be safe at the end. I think that would be cool. Kind of cool fingers too, crossed. So. Unless the guy was, you know, watching Tales from the Barstool and drinking that before, and then who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking, speaking of fucking train wrecks, welcome to Southpaw's Tales from speaking the Speaking of Barstool. train wrecks, Rob, <laughs> that's a nice sweater. That's it. Tell me a story about that sweater. Um, well, um, I definitely don't wear this out on dates. Let's let's oh, go there. Oh, well, then I'm out. There's there's nothing that makes a vagina shrivel faster than any type of Marvel apparel. <laughs> Uh, on, a, on a grown ass man in his early forties, thirties. Um, but yeah, so I special ordered this for my Christmas party for a Facebook group I run, uh, which won't be identified tonight. But yeah, <laughs> it's awesome how how everything that's tied to you is like nope, fuck that off limits. Except yeah. for except for everything's personal. Yeah. That's all cool. But. No, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's okay. Like you're drinking from a Christmas mug. You're drinking, no offense, a kind of a bitch drink and you're wearing the sweater and everything. Are you stuck in Christmas? Is that what's happening? Like what's happening? That's, I think it's really interesting that you noticed those, those two, because I didn't even think about it subconsciously. I just wanted something interesting to drink out of tonight. And then I wanted you to wear something kind of fun, but both like for Christmassy. I, okay. I still have Christmas decorations up, and we're almost in fucking March now. I'm I'm that guy. When do you, you know, guys do Christmas decks? You know what, Rob? You you did that subconsciously because you're a gift, my man. You are a gift. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you ask? Oh, uh, when do you guys take down Christmas decorations? Uh, JD makes us do it the day after the twenty sixth. New Year's. <laughs> oh, no, you let me go. No, it, it's. It's after you get over the, the New Year's Day. JD's a Nazi when it comes to letting me put up decorations and take them down. Like, I like to put up by seasons, okay? So each season has three months, and that's how it works. So it's like, just yes, no. December, January, February is winter, and then it's March, April, May, which is spring, and then June, July, August, which is summer. And I think that that's how you, and then of course the rest is, is well, autumn, and you should be able to decorate for those three months. But him, he's like, it's not fucking December, why is there shit up? And I'm just like, because it's right. nice. Texas Rangers shit from Rangers. March till October, because that's that's the season, that's baseball season. Our, mm, 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 mm. Okay. <laughs> if I see you watch one, one baseball game in this house, I will let you decorate for the Rangers. But you don't watch it in this house, so no, no, no. It's not the fact that I watch it. It's the fact that that's a season of it. I'm, I'm going by year. Uh, yeah, okay, but I'm a fan of holidays. You're clearly not a fan of the Rangers because you don't watch them. All right, so let's let's focus on our guests. Sorry, Rob. So, so what is what is the deal with the with the the Iron Man? I've seen you with Iron Man shirts, the Iron Man masks, the, the all kinds of. 
it, it, it's always somewhere. Is it in in your various podcasts and and lives? Are and you Iron Man? I I have to say, and it's funny. The last item I bought, special special made, I had to order this off the internet as well. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wrong with me, but um, I I just uh. Just kind of enjoy it because we turn the superheroes uh, as a reflection of ourselves. So I know a guy that that uh, worships Batman. Like he likes Batman more than I like Iron Man. He's got like belt buckles and shit, and he really wants to live like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but a lot of us, you know, turn to superheroes and we like superhero movies because that's who we wish we were, or that's who we want to be more like. I guess. So Mark said, "Nerd chicks might dig it." Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why? Hey, look, like I like I told you before the show, I dress to impress you, Rob. JD said you had a crush on me, and he showed me your pictures, and I was like, you know what? No offense to, to like not attractive people. I'm not saying that that is not a compliment when someone says that I'm good looking. But if that person is good looking as well, it just makes the compliment mean a little bit more. It's not my fault. This is not. I'm so sorry. I'm probably insulting someone right now. I'm sorry. But I, I saw his picture. And I was like, hey, you tell him thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's fine. Ugly people don't count. Oh, Joseph Dean. Hey, everybody's beautiful in their own way. Isn't that how the song goes? I'm sure there's a song that goes like that. You know what? Like I told Rob before the show, uh, coronavirus wasn't necessarily a good thing because we all had to wear masks and work on our personalities again. So, hi. <laughs> all right. Let's see. What's next? What's next is... I know what's next, JD. You got something? Because... Uh, I have a few stories about the porno tales part two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you went from porn store means, to porn business. Right. How did you make that transition? So part one was working in a porn store for like eight, nine months. And then I joined the Air Force. And then I get out. I have to be real careful telling this story because um, I, 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 I dated someone. And we'll just say they were a 34I. So God bless them. Yeah, India. Actually, God bless them, not the doctor bless them. They're talking size. Natural. Natural. Whoa. And and after this, I'm going to send JD a picture privately to share so you guys can see. Um, Okay, good. As long as we both get to see it. (laughs) The point is, she did some modeling and we ended up, she wasn't a porn star, but she did, you know, topless modeling, whatever. And we ended up at a a porn shoot in Florida. And, the dynamic is interesting. And so what happens is you get in this van with like seven other people. All they, right, drive you, they drive you to this amazing mansion that's been rented for the shoot. Um, I really hope Annette's not watching this because this is going to be very embarrassing. Uh, anyway, so they drive us to this mansion. And there's like seven people there because they're going to shoot an adult film. And so and uh, the girl I was dating was just going to do topless stuff in the pool. So we get there, and th- I'm talking to this guy in the van. He's, he's real clean cut. He's about 28. He's got cargo shorts on. You know, he's like 5'8", small guy. And we're just talking about, like, he's talking about quantum physics or something or the universe. Like, he's actually a pretty bright dude. And I thought he was, like, the cameraman or something. And so we get there. We unlo- they unload all the gear. And uh, they're getting ready because there are a couple different shoots going on at the same time. And uh, the guy I was talking to in the van walks out naked and uh cat <laughs> this oh. is literally 
he had a hog that puts mine to shame. And I was like, oh, he's the talent. And so he walks out. He's the fluffer. He's the <laughs> yeah, he walks out and you take whatever I've got and you multiply by 2.5. And that's about what this guy was packing. And he was like a short dude at like 5'8". And I was like, God bless you. You know, you you definitely have a gift, sir, for uh, for your industry. And um, he walked out and I, I got the privilege of watching them make a feature film of him with a 62-year-old. And what's interesting was that her husband was watching from the sides. And I learned a new term I'd never known, suitcase pimp. And so a suitcase pimp is the male manager of the female talent who travels around the country and they're kind of swingers and he just pimps out his wife. And the What do they make? They make good money? Um I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd have, to, I'd have to ask. But so the performer comes out, they do their thing for a while, and he's having trouble finishing the job. He goes outside, he's sitting there, comes back in, conducts himself like a pro, finishes, and then afterwards he's sitting there with his head in his hands, and he's like, That Rob, that's the ugliest woman I've ever had sex with. <laughs> and he's crushed. He is crushed. He's literally oh. sober. And I, I felt bad for him because oh, I, I forgot to mention this. When we got there, um, I was there with my, my chick, the 34i, tall blonde. And when we walked in, that guy looked at the director and he's like, oh, is that who I'm working with? He was all happy. He's like, oh, is that who I'm working with today? And the director's like, no, yours is over there. And wow. he's a two-year-old and the guy... The guy was just so crushed. So, so yeah, we had a different girl, but we ordered her on Wish, and we got. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mark asked JD, "Are you looking for a job?" No, JD was asking for me. I'm going to be the suitcase pimp. JD's going to be the one I'm pimping out. Fuck it. He's got a very nice gams. He's got I great have gams. Sexy gams. Super sexy. Answer. If he let me shave them, they'd be even hotter. I love it. Second career. So, so yeah, that was, uh, that was my experience uh, on an actual shoot, seeing what goes on behind the scenes of all those dirty videos you kids are watching at night. And you retired after one day, huh? Didn't go back for more. Yeah, that was, that was it. That was it. See, you could have been the like fucker a, in the back helping the guy finish. It would have been really what, romantic. Yeah. That would have been a really romantic end of that story. <laughs> well, what's, what's the old cliche where it's like, no, uh, never meet your hero because you'll be sorely disappointed. So I guess that's kind of the the being behind the scenes of a porn shoot would be just like yeah. How did your internet history ruined. look after that experience? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he did say he did say to me he's like, dude, you know, I could get you some work if you worked out a little. And I was like, <gasps> okay, that's mean. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've earned every part of this second trimester trimester belly. That I got. put that weight on you, so yeah. I take that personally. I would take that personally as his wife. I'd be like. Screw you, man. He was like, JD was anorexic, manorexic when we got together. So I was 23 when uh, when we met and we started dating. I just got out of the, the and I was Air 18 Force. and he had a van that said free candy and I really liked candy. So it <laughs> yeah, was I was I was, uh, I was I was one of those those guys in the military that gets double rats because you could not gain weight. So so like most people get X amount of food. They're trying to fatten me up, so I had to 
eat twice as much as everybody else. I had, you know, uh, extra time to eat during basic, all this good stuff. And, but I could not, I just could not gain weight. And, uh, now I'm a fat fuck because, uh, she cooks really, really good. Nice. Yet somehow I'm able to lose weight even with my cooking. So what's your excuse? You started before. You started losing weight a long time before I did. I, I started losing weight Were you on the rig. You started so. working out before I did. That's so I just started and and it sucks, but I'm feeling better. It takes work when you get a little older. And I've been I've been a big muscular guy and I've been a really, really thin guy about ten years ago. And uh, now I'm just kinda of right in the middle and just yeah, it's a bitch when you hit your forties. It really does. Everything kind of slows down. Oh, God. So okay, I'm the token bitch on the show because there's no other females so i'm gonna say something and i don't care if it makes y'all feel uncomfortable uh when i breastfed my two older ones i dropped the baby weight super fast i had one baby in my 30s and i could not get that weight off i even let jd continue to breastfeed still couldn't get the weight off it was just terrible so so it's 30s with women when their metabolism starts slowing down it was terrible terrible so I want to introduce the next section that we're going to do in every single podcast. Oh, here. I'm going to get so many comments. Oh, okay, go, this, for it. go for it. Go for it. This next section is where I'm just going to seriously piss everybody off. My guest is going to piss everybody off. My wife Pest? is going to. P- we're also yes. going to piss everybody. Yeah, off. we're going to piss everybody off because I can't talk. Like like a pest dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> so this next thing is unpopular opinions. So what we want to do. Is something that you believe with every fiber of your being that contradicts what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And uh, Rob, we'll let you start on this one. What is an unpopular opinion that you hold and why do you hold it? MLMs aren't real real business models and I think no one should have anything to do with them. What are? Say that again. MLMs, multi-level marketing. Are not real business models, and I feel. Oh, like- oh I agree one gazillion percent. Yeah. You're not a business owner if you're peddling some other business's shit. Yes, yeah, and having to pay them to do so. I agree. Yes, and it's- it is not your business, even though they try to make it seem like your business. I was a part of one, and I'm not going to say the name of it. It's, <laughs> it's only- it, it, it rhymes with fairy flay. It's, um, you know, looking at it, looking at it, big picture, um, low, low profit margins. Um, you have to pay to join. You have to recruit people. You have to do all this stuff. And they pretty much set you up to fail. And the only people that make money are the ones that get in, like, when it first, first starts. And they recruit oh, yeah. their family members. Well, that's the thing. If you keep recruiting, oh, yeah, you're going to make a fortune, but you're screwing everybody underneath you. And a lot of a lot of times they don't care about the people underneath them. They just want to see those sales so that they get paid for doing jack shit. And, and Keith says, feel you 100 percent. on. Well, well, one thing that that isn't really touched on, and it's it's actually a very, very hot topic on multiple levels right now is is the mental health. And with you being in it for that year plus minus that you were active doing it. Um, it really affects the mental health, the way that the higher ups treat the people below them to, right. to coerce them to do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. And Kate and Caitlin says that's not an unpopular opinion. That's the majority opinion. Yeah. You'd think that, but there's a lot, there's a lot of still people. buying into it and, and they will defend it to their core, believe it or not. There's so, a lot of good people for you for, for knowing. 
yeah. that that say that they are I'm a business owner because I work for X, you know, energy electrical company that's that's trying to just sell you their crap. Yeah. Or X makeup company or clothing company or whatever the case may be. It's it, you give us money to get your own webpage going, but, but you buy our own shit. With so. that being said, you do you. You make the money how you want to make the money. You want to go out there and hustle and sell clothes or makeup owned by a different company and you be your own and, and act like your own boss. Good for you. You know what? Everybody has their own hustles, their own side <laughs> hustles. So you do what you want to do. We're not judging on that. We're just saying that. Yeah. I got to bring this up. Baby. Oh, no. Oh, not that one. Ah, oh, I clicked <gasps> on the wrong one. So Wade says, Jesus Christ, I was an Air Force bouncer. Run if I ever seen one. For when Rob jumped up to run. To oh, yeah, room. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so apparently God. his own unpopular opinion made him leave the room. Pyramid schemes. You're so, not allowed to call them pyramid schemes anymore. Pyramid schemes are illegal. That's It's multi-level marketing. So it's the same shit. while he's out of the room, I'm going to go ahead and share my unpopular opinion. We will we will bring him up to date when he comes back. Uh, I'm sure he'll have an opinion about it. Everybody does. My unpopular opinion. <laughs> I don't like Pulp Fiction. Okay, now everybody give it to me. Oh. I know everybody. I know I get it from everybody. I don't like Pulp Fiction. So go ahead and lay into my ass people and chew me out. Go ahead. I'm waiting for it. So I don't like it. I, I'm not a big Quentin Tarantino. Anyway, there's some things I like from him. Like he does Reservoir Dogs, right? And like the, his section four rooms. Love it. Love that movie. But I don't like, I don't like Pulp Fiction. I, it's a train wreck movie. I'm not big into train wreck movies. Oh, hey, someone said me either. Oh, that's my parents. Hey. <laughs> I took after them by one thing. I don't look like these people. I don't act like these people, but we both don't, don't like Pulp Fiction. They might actually be my parents after all. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rob, what's your thought on her uh, unpopular opinion? Pulp Fiction's a weird movie. I, I can't, as much as I want to disagree, uh, I can't really uh, find fault with her opinion on that one because... It is a strange movie in the way that it's made. And some of it's just, it's just like really fucking disturbing. Yeah. And it bounces around and it's like, I don't know. I don't. Oh, like, I, I, I think it was a great cinematic achievement. I think Quentin Tarantino it, 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 it just completely gets a changed the way a lot of filmmaking is done now. A little now. sexual for the sake of being sexual. Sorry. It's my opinion. Damn. All right. Who else? Oh, Mark is calling me out. Boo, great film, hate Tarantino. Oh, what? So, so. Uh, what, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, JD's is bad, too. So I, for it? those of you that don't know, I was born and raised in South Texas. And what I'm going to say is probably going to get me shot, stabbed, <laughs> hanged. I disagree with JD's opinion, just like he does. Run over, dragged behind a horse, like just anything. Say- I think brisket is overrated. I think shame. I think it's trash meat. <laughs> like it's when it's done right, which is very, very, very rare that it is done right. It can be great, but I'm not big on really fatty meats. He doesn't like barbacoa either, and I love that. Shit. Um, oftentimes it's just dry. It's overcooked. It's crappy. It's you've had bad, bad brisket. It's a lot of work for a little bit of fucking food. That's ribs and like, I don't know, chicken wings. So, I can understand you making that comment, but brisket. 
I mean, don't tell, don't get me wrong. If somebody gives me free food, I'm not going to turn it down regardless what it is. Oh, someone agrees <laughs> with JD. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, here it is. Lindsay. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is good brisket. There's good lean briskets. I've had it. But I don't think that it is the end-all, be-all, perfect barbecue meat that everybody makes it out to be. So, Lindsay Scotton, my best friend, said, I agree with you, JD. It's not my favorite. Wow. I am, I'm surprised. Especially because Lindsay's husband is a competition oh. uh, barbecue guy. Like, he's there every weekend. Yeah, exactly. Jennifer yes. says, I agree, JD Tierney. So overrated. High five, Wait. Jennifer. I love that. Oh, who said? Who oh, said wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, oh, no, no, not this one, this one. Okay, no one said Texas is overrated. Texas. Don't be jelly, okay? It's just not attractive. It's just not. You know. Yeah, that's a bold stance, dude. The, right? Uh, yeah, that that is an unpopular opinion right there, that Texas is overrated. Look, we have everything. Teen pregnancy, prisons. Like, what do you want from us, man? <laughs> JD <laughs> came out swinging. That'd be like me saying I hate California burritos. You know, like California burritos suck. What's California burrito? It's it's a, a specialized burrito um, that is. Some of them are good and some of them aren't. But you have to find a certain kind. It's like a it's like a really thick burrito with a mix of like carne asada and potatoes and cilantro. Like a lot. It, it's the okay. one sell San Diego State are like this big around. They're huge. All of that sounds. Awesome though, I love cilantro. Or it's like fish tacos you just love in California. Anything, like, and I'll probably try it. Like, have you ever had a taco in LA? <laughs> <laughs> Those who watch Letterkenny totally get that Stop. one. Oh, we've got a good unpopular opinion. Move your damn hand. Oh wait, what? That one. Daniel McDonald says. Daniel. Whataburger sucks. Daniel, for oh, shame. He said that in Texas. He's from our hometown. Oh babe. no. That's funny though. Actually, I had ate Whataburger in like I have. I try not to eat Whataburger. I worked at Whataburger in high school, and ever since, I don't really. You know, once you see how the how the beef is made, you know, you're just like not like literally. It's fine. They're healthy. I'm I'm sure, but they're not healthy. It's gross, and I don't eat it. It's just I got, I don't know if I burn myself out or or what. You know. Mm. So I I agree with you, but it is an unpopular opinion, Daniel, and I would never say it out loud. So good for you for having the cojones <laughs> to say that on a live podcast. All right. So, yeah. Rob, you and I are both Air Force. Yes. So, so uh, mm. I can I can ask you these questions because we're on the same level. But uh, did he see one? Is, is Qatar really a deployment, dude? Damn. What is right. what is what? What did you say? Qatar in the. It's it's like it's like the Ritz Carlton of the Middle East. Oh, yeah. oh. All, all the veterans are going to understand exactly what we're talking about. So, um, fuck, dude, that 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 hurts me because it's, <laughs> it's so yeah, it's so factual. Um, so for those of you that don't know, for the dirty civilians watching, Qatar is like the vacation base. Now, first of all, it's an air base. So JD understands what I mean when I say airbase. It means that the Marines and the soldiers are mystified when they walk on and they actually have like nice rooms to sleep in and a chow hall that actually has real food that doesn't come out of a box, um, like hot food. Uh, is it a real deployment? 
I mean, it, it categorically it is, but it didn't feel like it. It really did, you know, it, it really did feel like there were a lot of fucking amenities. There were two swimming pools there. There were a couple of gyms. Uh, we were allowed three drinks a day. And anyone that's gone to Afghanistan can't drink at all, you know, or Iraq or any place. I think I'm ready to surf now. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be pampered and actually remember what it's like to be human, just join the Air Force. Um, <laughs> to answer JD's question, is it a real deployment? I, I would say no. It was it was pretty soft. I, I, and I, I recognize it. Yeah, I did. A, I, I did a deployment to Saudi Arabia. I went to Escon Village. It was similar to to guitar we had a uh, five bedroom villas i had my own room um there was an olympic size heated swimming pool a softball field a putt putt um the px was shitty so us dirty civilians are going to interrupt you for just a second Lindsay. i completely agree pineapple belongs on pizza no mm. outside of the tomato sauce, no fruits and vegetables belong on pizzas, period. Mm-mm. Meats and cheeses. So since you're talking about the Air Force, uh, what is the key thing you think you learned from serving our country? It can't. It doesn't have to be serious. Yeah. <laughs> like J.D. always said, he, he realized the important necessity of owning more pairs of socks. So good for him. A uh, key thing I learned is just that uh, veterans are a different breed. They're 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 either they're either you know on on both sides of the spectrum. You're gonna meet both. You're gonna meet the ones that are trying to fuck your sister, and you're gonna meet the ones you're gonna wake up in a jail cell with. So yeah, Jody's got your girl, man. <laughs> Jody's got your girl. <laughs> so JD 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 went through uh, veteran counseling um, for it has been going for years. Well, they require you to go through some marriage counseling so that the wives know what to expect with, with veterans. And I was like, yeah, a lot of this I already know. Like y'all have to, like we go into a restaurant. It's not just walking into a restaurant. He has to pick his spot because he needs to see every exit. He needs to see every entrance. He needs to make sure his back isn't to the most sketchy guy in the room. It's a process. So you just have to sit back. Like, I, I, so now the kids just know we're just going to stand here and wait till dad picks his spot. And you know, Checks the weather conditions, whatever the fuck he does, and then he establishing the perimeter. Let me help you yeah. out. Is that what it is? Yeah, no, yeah. you got to know. You got to know all your your uh, ways to egress. You have to know any kind of soft targets. You have to know. It doesn't matter weapons. What, it everything. doesn't matter what the conversation is. If he disagrees with me, I get the knife hand. Yep. Because apparently everything <laughs> needs the knife hand. This opportunity. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, JD had an aggressive job. I I, I didn't, but I, I get where he's coming from. Like he actually carried a weapon, whereas I was just like a, a nerd that worked on B fifty twos. Now I did stand underneath him at one point, standing on the flight line with an M sixteen like this, just counting rivets for twelve fucking hours a night. Ugh. Jennifer is flight asking if we can get the Air Force loot to the end of the show. I have no clue what an Air Force loot is unless it's like that. Um but that being said, we can and show Scott them. That says that's how I am. We can show them. We can end the show with the uh, German salute. Yeah, we can do that yeah, with our fancy new glasses. Yeah, we can my, do that. My glass is empty. You're gonna <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. So um, as we're rolling to an end, do you have anything else that you want to bring up here, Rob, tonight before we uh, close out for the night? <laughs> just want to thank you. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. And, and JD, I'm just. 
I've been I've been letting this run through my head for this entire time, trying to figure out how you landed this smoking hot wife, and it had to be beret <laughs> with the Air Force uniform. <laughs> Cops wear berets. That's the only reason I can figure this out. No, I actually met him after he got out, so I didn't see him in the beret until I saw pictures later. So it wasn't that. Um, he did not have a job. He didn't have a car. He didn't have his own place. But he played guitar, and. Apparently, oh, you the band is gonna make it. Did yeah, it? like try and move into your house, like rent a room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he he had the ideas of a band. I mean, I'd yeah. pay for our first like four dates and stuff. Hey, and, but there are really good dates. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take you out and let you supersize. I had to pick him up and I had to pay, and I was like, I'll let you supersize, bitch. Like, I don't know, it was really romantic. Yeah, it was really good. Really romantic. So, Rob, I definitely want to thank you for coming on, um, putting up with the train wreck. We're still kind of figuring this out. Hopefully there weren't too many lulls or or dead spots in the conversation. Um, we kind of talked over each other a few times. That We're just, we're just getting used to it, still figuring it out. Who cares? That's how it was fun. It yeah. was a blast. And I definitely uh, thank you for coming on and being the very first guest for Southpaw's Tales for the Barstool. Um be sure to share it because I look forward to hitting movie. on you again, Rob. Proudest yeah. <laughs> moment, uh, embarrassing myself in front of Annette Wittenberger. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm going to take Anytime. screenshots and, and, and totally tag you and her together for the next week. Awesome. Maybe, maybe we'll interview her and ask her some really terrible questions about Ooh. her experience in the porn industry. Oh, my God. Annette, please message me <laughs> if you want to be on the show. Message us. Like, message us. We'd love to have Speaking you. of which, Annette, your hats ship out tomorrow, by the way. So I'm no, glad you're going to be happy with that. No, 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 no. Hey, I just, it saves me a JD no. sells hats, by the way, in case anybody didn't know that. It's called Southpaw. He sells hats. hats. That guy? Yeah. Wait, this whole, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that guy over there. <laughs> but since we were asked to close, I don't know what the Air Force loot is even though I was in the Air Force. But when I was in Germany, I learned this really cool toast thingy. I and no I taught it to her. And it's something that we've done idea how we're for years. So that's camera. how we're going to close this out. Yeah, so that's, I have no idea. So we're going to go slow one time and explain what it is. And then we'll uh, do it quickly. But so you go, you tap, top, tap, bottom, tap, right, tap, left, tap, top, bottom, right, left, tap, tap, swirl. And I learned that. When I was in Germany in the Air Force by a bunch of Germans, just getting shitty, 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 shitty drunk. They loved JD because he was from Texas. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> so let's do it uh, Do it the quick way, and okay. we're going to close it out. Ready? Part of that was right. Rob, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate it and had a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Like, do drinks. Stop drinking that white cloth stuff. It'll put you in menopause really early. Don't do it. So, thank you all (laughs) for tuning in. Thank you again, Rob. We'll catch you again next week at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time uh, every Tuesday from here on out. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. We'll catch y'all later. Bye.